You're listening to True Story, a night of true tales told to friends. Since True Story started, we've wanted to emphasize the stories you guys told, rather than our production of the podcast. We've kept our names out of the picture because the important thing for us was the truth of the stories and the connections made between people in the rooms where those stories were told. But you've heard our voices again and again, and True Story has continued to grow. So now it's time for us to introduce ourselves. There's me, Zandra Clark. I'm an actor, journalist, and multimedia performance maker, currently based in New York. And there's Will Rogers, an audio producer, filmmaker, and storyteller in the Bay Area. Daniel Steinbach, a designer, musician, and educator in the Bay Area, who also performs our theme song. And Kevin Townsend, a journalist and policy analyst in New York. We are the producers of True Story, and we're so excited to share this next story with you. It was told at a true story party in Palo Alto, California, with the theme, The Next Big Religious Fad. When I was a kid, there was this book called Left Behind. And Left Behind is about how the rapture occurs and all of the true Christians have been brought up into heaven. And those who are not true Christians have been left behind. And I was totally into it, such that one day when I got home from school and nobody in my family was home at the house, I went from room to room thinking like, is this it? Did I get left behind? Am I not a true Christian? No, Will, you haven't been left behind. Like, you're a true Christian and your family is somewhere. Like, you will find them. And having that kind of belief that at any moment Jesus was going to come back to fix everything or to, to save everybody was a really... Um, it, it made everything better. And knowing that that is what's going to happen in the end is a source of great comfort to the 15-year-old version of me. And having that, I could like go boldly into the world and know that everything was going to turn out okay. And... Um, the tough thing is when like, I, I kind of realized that maybe a lot of the stuff that I believed about how everybody else was wrong wasn't necessarily true. And I got to a point where like, the belief, I could no longer hold on to it with the same rightness. Once I met enough people who seemed to make enough sense about their way of seeing how things were going down in the world, I could no longer really fully believe that Jesus was going to come back at any minute to, to fix everything. And that was really hard. One ritual that I developed that helped me get through college was this friend John and I would break into classrooms on Friday nights. Every Friday night, we would find an open door or an open window and get into a classroom, access the DVD player and the um, projector, and we would watch documentaries every Friday night. It really was a comfort for me. Um, a theme of many documentaries is what's called doom and gloom. And having, having this 
as my go-to like comfort alongside this inability to believe that Jesus was going to come back and fix everything led me to believe that we were doomed. In other words, the story that I was living in was a story in which we as a society are rapidly approaching collapse of a, of a huge scale. At any moment, on any day, the big one could hit California and we could see Hurricane Katrina along this whole coastline. The instability could ripple across the entire country and across the entire world. At any moment, this could happen. And so as soon as I graduated from college, I moved into the mountains of North Carolina to this eco-village off the grid. Much of the food there is grown on the village, and my job was to grow plants. I grew fruit trees and berry bushes. Every day I'd walk out of my house, down a hill on a gravel path, over a footbridge and up another hill, and then I would be at work, potting plants, watering plants, and packing plants in the truck and taking them to town where I would sell plants to people so that they would have these fruit trees and berry bushes to grow in their own yards. And the story in my mind was that whenever everything falls apart, at least these people would have at least these plants to help feed themselves and their families. And that felt so good on such a deep level to be feeding people in this way. The other big thing that went on for me while I was there in the village was this desire to reconnect to my Christian past, connecting the way in which I saw the world to the Christian ideals. And when you hang out with plants for a ton of time, your mind can do things that are different than when you hang out with people all day. I came to recognize each type of plant as a different answer to the question of what it means to be alive. And in the mountains, you can look up into the stars and see tons of stars, y'all. It's ridiculous how many stars there are out there. And I, I remember like also thinking a lot about aliens at this time, and I had never heard this idea that someone could definitely believe in aliens. <laughs> And just realizing that that was an option for me opened up this idea that we could be living in a universe that's just bursting with life and bursting with other kinds of answers to this question of what it means to be alive. And so something did click into place. I could start to think again about somebody coming down from the heavens at any moment and changing the game here on earth and reminding us that all of the drama, all of the crisis that we're facing here could be really shifted in a huge way at pretty much any moment. Even now, maybe this is it. <laughs> and, and now I feel like this space in my heart is starting to be filled again. This magical wonder of the planet. At any moment, something new could happen that either brings great joy or it could be like disaster. Like, who knows? And maybe it's Jesus, you know? I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say that it's impossible that 
Jesus left the planet a couple thousand years ago and has been moving at light speed since then and is like ready at any moment to like come down. Who knows? It's possible. And so that's where I finally came to with this whole journey of like connecting the Jesus story to a story that I could actually believe in again. And even though there's a lot in my life that's uncertain, it feels so good to have a story that I can be a part of that feels good again. And I delight in sharing that story with you. To comment on this story or share it with a friend, head over to our Facebook page, True Story Podcast. We always love to hear from you on Twitter at True Storytime or in an iTunes review. Coming up in our next episode of True Story. And I'm starting to feel this panic all of a sudden rise up through my chest and I'm sobbing and she's half asleep and I tap her on the shoulder and I ask her, how do you know that you love me? True Story is produced by Will Rogers, Daniel Steinbach, Kevin Townsend, and me, Sandra Clark. Our theme music is composed and performed by Daniel Steinbach. A huge special thanks to Emily Bookstein and Anna Deocnu for producing True Story with us in the previous two seasons. Everyone, I hardly know you, but when something comes, and grabs a hold Take the hands That open up A life that's led Is something gold I've been alone